restful and peaceful but now we're at the beginning of the week and we find ourselves in the last section of Psalm 119. Today we'll be looking at verses 169 through 176 and it reads from the Common English Bible. Let my cry reach you Lord. Help me understand according to what you've said. Let my request for grace come before you. Deliver me according to your promise. Let my lips overflow with praise because you've taught me your statutes. Let my tongue declare your word because all your commandments are righteous. Let your power help me because I have chosen your precepts. Lord, I long for your saving help. Your instruction is my joy. Let me live again so I can praise you. Let your rules help me. I've wandered off like a sheep lost. Find your servant because I have I haven't forgotten your commandments. This section ends in a lament. We have an urgent plea for God to hear the cry of our psalmist. He wants his request to find favor with God, meaning he wants God to grant his request. Our psalmist isn't haughty but humble. Because after he asked God to hear him, he also asked God for help to help him better understand God's word. Help me understand according to what you said is his plea. The sincerity of his heart comes forth in this request. It tells us that he's confused by what he experienced, by what he's experiencing, and what God's word says. His experience seems to be in opposition to the promise God made to the children of Israel. So he asks for clarity so that he can continue to learn of God and to know God. Our psalmist is not bashful in praising God. No, in this section he asks God to give him more to praise him about. Because let's face it, it's easier to praise God when everything is going our way, isn't it? However, I believe the actual test of our faith comes when we're in the valleys of our lives, when things aren't going as we had expected them to. They're going in the exact opposite of what we've wanted or planned. Can we still praise God in those times? This is the question this section asks of us. Are we willing to praise God when deliverance has not come? Our psalmist struggles with this as seen in verse 173 where he says, Let your power help me because I have chosen your precepts. He asks God to give him the power to choose what is right, to continue to read and to learn of God through his word. He admits that he strayed from God's will and the will for his life. Have any of you ever strayed from the direction God, God had for you? We could call it a Jonah moment if we're intentional, right? If you intentionally go against what God has asked of you. But sometimes I think we stray and don't know it. And I think that comes from not really being connected with God so that we can hear the promptings of the Holy Spirit. But God knows that we will never follow his will completely. (laughs) That's why he extends his grace and his mercy. 
but he does expect us to seek him and to choose to follow him. And when we stray, that we do as our psalmist did, to return to God. This is repentance in a nutshell, the turning from wrong and to head toward right. This section in Psalm ends with a request for God to find him, to restore what was lost by the brokenness of being exiled in a foreign land, the brokenness of sin. What is interesting is that God always knows exactly where each of us are. We are the ones that wander off and perhaps not realizing that we're lost in the first place. What is essential is that we cry out for help, to ask God to come and to rescue us. However, as you know, we prepare for the rescue or the deliverance, I'm going to caution you to avoid getting boxed into maybe your definition of rescue. You must be fluid and flexible because God's definition will likely differ from yours. <laughs> and let's look at the children of Israel as our case study. In the New Testament, they wanted a Messiah, right? One who would deliver them from the Roman rule and Messiah who would lead them back to the law. Enters Jesus stage right. <laughs> he comes to deliver them as the fulfillment of the law and to expand upon it to show them a new way to live with each other and those around them, to broaden the net of the chosen that now includes you and me. He did not come to overthrow the Roman government, but instead gave them instructions to honor that authority. It was a different definition than what they had, wasn't it? And so some of them couldn't see Jesus in that light. So let us not be tied to what we want. Instead, let us be honest and go to God and petition him and tell him what is in our hearts. He says that we can do that. But then after we do that, then let's also pray for his will to be done in our lives. That we can that he also help us and enable us to praise him as we wait for his answer. That we wait with expectant hearts, but hearts that really want his will to be done. Can we do that today? Can we praise him as we're waiting for our answer? And can we not be so tied in to what we want that we miss God's goodness when the answer comes? Let us not be like that today. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for being a God who, as we've often said, who is in the details of our lives. Thank you for being a God who consistently pushes us toward better, pushes us toward a more a better understanding of who you are, who pushes us to live a kingdom life by loving our neighbors, who pushes us to get outside of the comfort zones that we built for ourselves and to experience the life that you planned for us. We come thanking you for the opportunity to come before you and call you Father. And we also come with assuredness and boldness knowing that you hear our cry and knowing that you delight in us. Thank you for the privilege of relationship with you that was made possible through our Savior, Jesus Christ. And thank you for your spirit that lives within us, that guides us each and every day. 
We thank you, Father, for this particular section that asks us to praise you when our circumstances would hinder us from doing so, when our circumstances are hard to bear, when we're in the valleys of our lives, when we're caregiving, when the burden has become so strong that it's hard for us to get up. It's hard for us to see the light. It's hard for us to see you and hard for us to hear you. Can we still praise you in those dark times? And we come wanting to praise you in every season because we recognize you as God above the seasons. So as our psalmist cries out for help, we too cry out for help, Lord, to help us to praise you regardless of our circumstances, to praise you with, in knowing that we can come and, and pray to you as we're doing right now and that we can give you all of the desires that are in our hearts and we can be open and honest with you but also mature enough to recognize that maybe some of the things that we're asking for isn't in accordance with your will. And so, Father, we relinquish the control that we think we have, and we recognize that you have all the control. So work in our lives, Lord. Work in our hearts and allow us to be a people who praise you no matter what season we find ourselves in. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Guess what, podcast family? We are done with Psalms 119. Give yourself a round of applause. So what we'll do, since there were 22 sections, tomorrow we'll kind of do a summary because there was a lot of meat in this particular psalm and we want to kind of wrap it up in a nutshell. So that's what we will do tomorrow. Pat yourself on the back. You got through Psalm 119. Now go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. See you tomorrow. Bye.